Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fashionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fashional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how are we doing this evening, bud? I'm great, man. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Glad you're here, Butter. Again, a little earlier uh, recording time for us uh, here on a Thursday afternoon uh, than what uh, what we're used to, man. So we're, we're pepped up. Uh, we got a couple pops in us, right? So we're good to go. Looking forward to talking about all kinds of NFL action and looking forward to some big games this weekend as well. So, well, I'm glad you're here, Butter. But before we get into it, as always, at the top of the show, got to show some love to our sponsor. And of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, Period. Now, they're going to have a little competition for all those dozens of big screens at Chalk on Sunday afternoon, Butter, because we got a little golf tournament called the Masters that's uh, going to be taking place this weekend. Actually, nice. uh, uh, we're watching some highlights here on the big screen in the studio uh, of some of the scores uh, today, uh, earlier in the first round on Thursday, in which we, the Sports Pros Network, we're going to be out there doing a live pod Saturday afternoon at Chalk between noon and 4 p.m. on Saturday. So we'll be out there for the third round uh, and be out there for some of the college football games. And so... For our listeners out there, come out and see us. Come out and say hello. We've got T-shirts to give away. We've got some gift cards to chalk there that we're going to be giving away. And so come out, say hello, give us a fist bump, right? So we're going to be socially distanced, and I'm sure they'll have us tucked away in a little corner uh, at, uh, at chalk, but um, have plenty of big screens. And there's not a bad seat in that place <laughs> from a TV angle standpoint. But uh, come out, say hello uh, between noon and 4 on Saturday afternoon at chalk. Um, and meet us, uh, the uh, the guys and gals behind the Sports Pros Network. So looking forward to that on Saturday afternoon, Butter. But before we get to that, we got to recap last week's NFL action, Butter. And we got to start with our Cowboys, which we used to always say are hapless Dallas Cowboys, but they had a little fight in them Sunday afternoon against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so Pittsburgh ends up winning this thing 24-19, coming from behind, which I know that doesn't shock us, I don't believe, but... I mean, Pittsburgh struggled in this thing, right? So they were favored by 14 and a half, and it looked like Dallas is going to win this freaking game late into the fourth quarter. Uh, but your thoughts on our Cowboys, again, showed a little bit of fight. Garrett Gilbert did better than I thought he would, right? So your thoughts on it, Butter? Man, I mean, it was one of those games, you know, I mean, uh, kind of like the who's going to play quarterback of the Cowboys, who's going to run the ball. I mean, they called me, but I said, no, I'm done. I'm retired. Yeah. So, yeah, no more no uh, more quarterback for me. <laughs> kind of just like an ugly game, you know what I mean, that looked like the, the Steelers had kind of looked past the Cowboys, you know, last week, which, I mean, they probably were looking ahead as far as being a Cowboys fan and wondering, like, where they're going to draft at for next year. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't win the game. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're trying to take, take for Trevor or, or Trevor or whatever. I guess we're good at quarterback, right, assuming that we get things worked out with Dak Prescott. The Cowboys have a low, whole lot more – Pressing needs on that front. But, you know, I, I think more – talk more about the Steelers, I guess. And, again, we – you know, they're 8-0, so they're undefeated. Uh, we can't can't really bitch about them from that standpoint. But, you know, we said all along, you know, earlier in the season, like, ah, they don't really pass the eye test. Ah, they went ugly. They went ugly. You know, what's, what's going on here? What's going on there? But, you know, they find a way to win, and there has to be something – 
to said for that, right? So just being able to pull out a victory, even even when you're not playing your best, right? And that's what the best teams do. They find a way to win those ugly matchups, those games to where you don't perform at your highest level, but yet find a way to squeak it out at the end. But, uh, you know, I, I think you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about, man, the Steelers, shit, look at their schedule. Hell, they might go undefeated on this thing. And I, you know, again, we, that's part of the podcast, right? You have to talk about news stories and what's going on out there. But I, I don't, I don't, realistically foresee them going undefeated, but the schedule is quite manageable. And again, I think 15 and one or 14 and two is most certainly in place and uh, probably going to try to stay ahead of the chiefs to maybe clinch that number one seed there in the AFC. But uh, again, your, your thoughts on Pittsburgh uh, in, in just what can we take anything away from this? Or was this just a, I throw this game away. They were just overlooking a terrible Cowboys team. They got the W and that's all that matters. I mean, I think you can just kind of just uh, – they got the W, and, I mean, let's move on to the next opponent. But, you know, I mean, one of the things that, that, that I'm very, very shocked and very surprised about is I figured Pittsburgh would come in and run the ball all over the Cowboys, and that was not the case. I yeah. mean, but they did throw the ball, and, I mean, they beat them by throwing it. And, uh, you know, I mean, one of the one of the bright spots for the Cowboys, I mean, got to go back to Greg Zerline, who had another great game uh, kicking field goals. Greg the leg. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think four field goals in that game, right? So, I think he had four, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, again, one, the one touchdown and then four field goals for the Cowboys to get to 19 points. And, again, Gilbert, he was he was serviceable, right? 21 out of 38, 240 yards, had the, the one touchdown to CeeDee Lamb, had the one interception. Um, and then you know got sacked a, a bunch of times certainly <laughs> there in the fourth quarter as well when uh, uh, Pittsburgh was getting after them after they finally took the lead there. But you're right. I mean I think there was things to maybe take away from that Cowboys defense which had been much maligned and been terrible uh, through the past few weeks. But they stopped the run, only gave up 46 yards rushing to the Steelers. But again couldn't couldn't stop the pass in the end. But you know the the result ended up probably what we all thought it would with the Steelers W, but uh, maybe didn't get there. The path to that result wasn't quite exactly what we all thought it would be. But, you know, a game that played out the way that we thought it would, Butter, here on the Pick'em, right? So, and that's the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks. The Bills win this one in a shootout, which we called it. We loved the over in this game. 44-34, a fun game here. Again, the two young quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, they show out, you know, stats are all across the board. And Wilson throws a couple uh, interceptions that uh, he probably wishes that he could get back on that front that uh, ended up uh, costing uh, the Seahawks in this one. But um, your thoughts on this shootout? Uh, again, Buffalo improves to 7-2 and two now, Butter, so they're, they're pretty good, right? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you look back at this game right here. Buffalo played four uh, quarters of football, where Seattle looks like they only played three. Uh, Buffalo got up to a 14 to nothing lead, and, I mean, you know, I mean, Seattle just, they could not, 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 not overcome it. I mean, they lost by 10 points. Uh, but, like I said, both quarterbacks – uh, it was it was a quarterbacks uh, quarterbacks game between Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, both guys throw for four hundred yards, yes. pretty much, right? Yeah. Yes. So I mean, uh, but you know, I mean, Seattle lost. I mean, they're still a good football team. Buffalo won. I mean, they're 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 the the AFC team, I believe. They're they're one of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah, I, I think they are. Again, seven and two. They're right there, maybe maybe on the same level, or maybe just a tick below the Steelers, and, and I think maybe a couple ticks behind the Chiefs. But you know, we're at, we're at the halfway point, right? These teams, they're not static, right? They're going to continue to get better, maybe get worse, right? Some teams are going to have injuries, and so wouldn't shock me to see that young Bill squad continue to mature, continue to evolve. Um, and again, Josh Allen. Again, there was a lot of questions after his first year in the NFL about whether the Bills got it right. You know, drafting him so high there in the first round couple years ago out of Wyoming and I don't 
I mean, I think there's no doubt about it now, right? They got it right. So he, yeah, he seems right, to be yeah. a, a top-notch NFL quarterback and will probably be so for, for eight, nine, ten years to come. So uh, impressive win by the Bills, um, uh, 44-34 over the Seahawks there. And I still think the Seahawks are a good squad, uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a tough win going across country, uh, playing at Buffalo in that early time slot. But one game that certainly was surprising, but at least to me, uh, was one of the afternoon games, and that was the Miami Dolphins going out to Phoenix and beating the Arizona Cardinals. Our guy Kyler Murray, 34-31. Again, I, I think that, you know, maybe not so shocking that there was a lot of points scored in this one, uh, certainly given the Cardinals' propensity to score points. But, you know, the Dolphins find a way to do it again, Butter. So, Tua, 2-0, two, two right? So, he starts off his NFL career as a starter. Um, is this for real? Are the Dolphins pretty good? Or, again, is this another one that – the Cardinals are going to be kicking themselves, and maybe you just throw this one out. Man, I don't know. I, I picked Tua up, uh, I guess, three weeks ago, I guess it would be, uh, which, I mean, I, I was one of those people that had Dak Prescott on my team, so, I mean, I actually needed a quarterback. I had to go do something. That's yes. right, yeah. But, uh, man, I mean, I, I think Tua is for real. I mean, I think he's going to be worthy of that uh, that top ten selection towards the end of the year. And, and you know, I mean, the Miami Dolphins, I mean, they had to – they had to do something. I mean, they had to to get get a read on this guy. And I mean, man, I mean, he's looked. I mean, he's two and zero. Oh, he's looked good. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a game that that I figured that that Kyler Murray and uh, the the Cardinals would win. You know, I mean, and and they just uh, they didn't they didn't do it. I mean, Arizona made a lot of good plays and uh, they were uh, able to to move the ball. I mean. Uh, Kyler Murray was a leading rusher for the the Cardinals, and I mean, he had over a hundred yards too, I believe, right? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what what's been helping with the uh, with the Miami Dolphins is man, I mean, their defense. I mean, they're they're getting points, you know. I mean, off their defense, like where they're uh, returning kicks, returning uh, fumbles, returning interceptions. So if Tua can have his defense get scoring plays, and they're they're scoring, I mean, that's going to be so such a big help for him. I mean, a young quarterback, but like I said. I mean, he he looked really good against Arizona. Yeah, you want you want to calm the nerves of a rookie quarterback. Well, the f- best thing that you can do is your defense goes out and returns a thirty-six yard fumble. Right, Shaq Lawson first score of the game. Right, gets you out to a seven nothing lead early on and can kind of you know get into a little bit of a comfort zone there. And so you you talked about the Dolphins did it two two weeks ago against the Rams. Right, a, a defensive touchdown um, in a punt return for a touchdown there. And so yeah, you want to help that young quarterback out. Um, give him uh, give him some help on special teams and on defense. And again, you know, to uh, his numbers aren't like super overwhelming, right? So 248 yards passing and two touchdowns. But you know, his QB rating was high. Uh, he didn't make a lot of mistakes, and um, you know, he let the uh, the playmakers around him kind of make plays. But uh, yeah, you mentioned our guy Kyler Murray from OU. You know, 283 yards, three touchdowns, uh, no picks. 106 yards rushing and a touchdown rushing. I mean, he just pretty much was a one-man show for the Cardinals uh, on Sunday afternoon, but it wasn't enough uh, for the Cards to get the win there. So, yeah, I think this is one they'll probably go back and uh, maybe kick themselves a little bit uh, whenever it's all said and done. But, uh, again, congrats to uh, to the Dolphins, right? That's a big win for that program. And again, they're 5-3. and three. They're only a game and a half behind the Bills there in the AFC East, man. So, they're uh, – uh, you know, they're knocking on the door of a playoff run. So we'll keep an eye on them uh, here as we uh, round the corner of the halfway mark uh, of the NFL season. But, you know, another shocking result, maybe, again, kind of similar to the Cowboys and, and Steelers in that, you know, the result wasn't shocking, but the way that we got there, we got to talk about that Sunday night game, Saints and Bucks, 38-3. to The Saints just kicked the Bucks' ass. And, again, 
not so much of a shock. I think you and I both had the Bucks in that game. The line it was relatively close, maybe three point favorite or whatever they were. Not so shocking that the Saints maybe won the game, but the manner that they won it in, this was an ass kicking from the word go, right, Butter? So just a shocking way that the result came about. Yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers just really didn't look like they had their shit together during this game. I mean, Drew Brees and them came out. I mean, they scored. They scored a lot of points. And, I mean, the the Buccaneers' defense didn't look good. The offense didn't look good. They could not ever get anything going. Uh, the run game didn't look good. I mean, uh, the Saints just uh, outplayed them. And, um, I mean, obviously prepared a lot better than uh, – and just had their number. I mean, actually, have had their number both both times this year. Yeah, so. beat them back in week one, right? So in the in the Superdome down in New Orleans, and so yeah, I mean, this game I think it was thirty eight nothing at one point, right? So I know it was thirty one nothing at the half, but I think the Bucks, you know, they kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter that was meaningless, but I think it was already uh, thirty eight nothing at that point. So yeah, a shocking turn of events there again. Not not so much that the Saints won the game. I, I think if it had been 38-35, we probably would have been like, yeah, no, that's that's probably how this game is going to play out. But 38 to 3, the Bucks just do not show up in this one. So, uh crazy crazy uh, results there, but you know, kind of highlight a couple other games, right? The Chargers bless their hearts, they find find another way to lose, right? The Raiders beat them uh, in a close game, 31-26 there at the SoFi Stadium. Um there in L- in LA, uh Texans win a close one. Uh, over the Jaguars, uh, 27-25. Again, the Texans' only two wins are against the Jags this year. So I guess if they could play the Jags three or four more times this season, the Texans would be okay with that. But they're 2-6 and six, uh, with both wins coming against the Jags. Uh, Giants over the Washington football team in the NFC least, 23-20. Uh, Vikes, Vikes, we're going to talk about them here in a moment. They they may have figured something out here, Butter. They're getting better. Uh, they beat up on the Lions 34-20 at home. Again, Dalvin Cook, another huge, huge performance uh, for the Vikings there. Chiefs squeak out a win against the uh, a game Panthers squad there at home uh, in Arrowhead, 33-31. Uh, again, Chiefs, they find a way to just win. Ravens with a, a nice win on the road against the Colts, 24-10. Titans uh, over the Bears, 24-17. Again, that Bears offense is terrible. Um, and then Falcons, um, <laughs> I saw a tweet. Uh, I think it may have been Cousin Sal. i got to give him credit. I don't know if he, he made the tweet or, or if he retweeted it on Sunday afternoon. But, you know, the Falcons were up 20-3 to at the half over the Broncos. And it was a tweet that said, congratulations on your big win, Broncos. Again, the Fal- Falcons just continue <laughs> to find a way to lose big leads. But they actually held on to this one. So, again, i got I got to give proper credit. I don't know if it was Cousin Sal that actually tweeted it out uh, or if he just retweeted someone else's tweet. But that, I thought that was pretty funny on Sunday afternoon. But Falcons find a way to finally hold on to a lead, 34-27 over the Broncos. And then that Monday night game, Butter, Patriots come from behind there in the fourth quarter to beat the Jets 30-27. to Again, the Patriots were awful in this game all the way until the fourth quarter. Cam finds a way, uh, has a couple of rushing touchdowns in that game, I believe, but they squeak it out. And it was interesting, you know, I saw comments from Belichick in the uh, uh, presser, I think it was on Tuesday afternoon, that he said, hey, that was one of the better moments of my career. said, had we lost to the Jets, that would have been a pretty low moment. So getting out of there and finding a way to win that game is is right up there with some of the Super Bowl victories in the past. And so I kind of thought that that was a shocking statement from Belichick. But you're – you know the your thoughts on Patriots? They again they find a way to avoid avoid the loss against the Jets, but not a not a vintage performance by any means, right? No, it wasn't pretty, but I mean they won the game. But th- th- this is the thing that I keep trying to figure out and ask myself. You know, I mean all these teams that have that have won two to three games already, 
How do they stink to the level of the Jets to get the number one pick? I don't. I just don't think that you can do that. It's a race to the bottom, right? So, and they're way out ahead, right? So long as Adam Gase is uh, driving the uh, the car there, man, I don't know if anybody can catch them. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Assuming the Jets do end up with that number one overall pick, you know, again, Trevor Lawrence is the I think consensus number one pick. Um, do they go quarterback? Right? They just drafted Darnold a couple years ago with a first round draft pick, and. Uh, safe to say that he hasn't really panned out there. But, again, that team and that organization is so shitty across the board. I don't know that you can blame that kid. But uh, we'll see what happens there. But, again, yeah, Jets uh, continue to be a dumpster fire. Um, and uh, that streak continues. They're 0, 0 and 9 now, I believe. So, well, you know, one one bit of news, Butter, get your thoughts on it here that we saw that popped up uh, earlier uh, today was Super Bowl 55. Right, we don't know how it's going to pan out. How many fans are going to be in attendance, and what it's all going to look like. I think it's in Tampa Bay this year, but the halftime entertainment, the headliner is going to be the weekend, butter. Yeah. Everybody so. is working for the weekend. <laughs> not not that weekend, butter. So a little little different genre of music here. I, the guy's uh, uh, really talented, and probably the closest thing from a voice standpoint to Michael Jackson that I think that uh, we've had in a generation or two. But uh, your your thoughts on the weekend? I think there's going to be some prop bets on what his hairdo is going to be. He's got he's one of those guys that has a funky hairdo, but I think there might be some prop bets on the hair uh, coming into Super Bowl Fifty Five in Tampa uh, in a few short months. But uh, you, I guess your thoughts on Super Bowl halftime shows in general butter do you give a shit uh is there going to be any fans at this super bowl okay i i i don't know yet i don't know that they've released that i'm sure if there are it's probably going to be a limited uh percentage if it happens again it's in florida right so florida has been it's relatively lax on some of the rules compared to other states right so but again numbers we talked about it on the college football pod so many sec games are getting postponed or canceled this week um, you know, it's not not good in that part of the country from a number standpoint. So, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if there are zero fans by the time we get there in yeah. February. So You know so. what they're going to be saying before the, like, a week before the Super Bowl, right? Tell me. Everybody is looking forward to Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> Again, uh, maybe he'll add that to the to the repertoire, right? So maybe the weekend can sing that song. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Again, probably not... Not his genre, but uh, there, you get some mashups there on Super Bowl uh, halftime shows. So you get a collaboration from time to time. So we'll see who else gets brought into uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. But the weekend going to be the headliner. Uh, and uh, again, looking forward to uh, getting to 2021 first and foremost. But uh, uh, hopefully uh, there'll be a few fans in the stands and uh, we'll see who's going to be playing on the field most importantly. But uh, we'll tune into the halftime show uh, as usual as well. But they really need a good rock act. I mean, that would be. Yeah, really yeah. Awesome, I mean, but I don't. I I listened to a podcast there. Buck Cherry was on a podcast I listened to earlier this week, and those guys rock. So that's a, that's a real rock and roll band, right? So, but I, I don't. Josh Todd. Yeah, I don't know. There's not a. It's hard for those bands to kind of get out and do gigs right now, right? With the all this stuff that's going on. So I don't. I don't music. Uh, how we consume music, I guess, has changed a little bit on, on that front. But I uh, don't, don't want to get off on a tangent here, Butter. You get, you get me and Butter talking about music and uh, Red Dirt Country and rock and all kinds of other stuff. This will be a five-hour podcast, and we got, <laughs> we got a couple pops in this already, so we don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. But, but let's talk about the games that are on the slate this weekend, Butter. In a game that's getting ready to kick off here in about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, as we're recording this pod, Thursday Night Football, a big AFC South divisional game here. Again, the two two t- uh, teams that are leading uh, the South, right? The Titans uh, hosting the Colts. In surprising here, Butter, the Colts are favored in this one, right? They're minus one, minus one and a half, depending upon the book. The total here, 49 and a half, 48 and a half, depending upon the book. Why are the Colts favored in this game, Butter? Vegas is telling us something here, right? So I, I, 
I would expect the Titans to win this game, but why are the Colts favored? I don't know unless they're they know something that we don't know. Is somebody not playing? I mean, <laughs> I mean Tannehill and Derrick Henry is going to be in the game so far as I know. But yeah, that line is a little fishy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I would lean towards the Titans in this one uh, because I mean, I think the Titans are going to do what they've done every game this year. They're going to run the ball, um, and like I said, I mean, I think it's going to be a one possession game. But I like the Titans, but. I'm going to make the prediction again. Phillip Rivers either fumbles or throws an interception to lose the game. Well, we've talked about it here over the last few weeks, Butters, that you know weird shit happens on Thursday night games. What we think back to that Bears-Bucks game a few weeks ago now, we were talking about saying, that line doesn't look right, so why why, are, why is that line so tight? And then the Bears end up winning that game. And again, 2019, I believe. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. That, and, uh, you know, the Packers, they hold serve last Thursday night. They beat up on the Niners 34-17, so no shock there. But we've seen some weird results on a short week on these Thursday night games. So, again, I feel like Vegas is screaming at us here. So, I, give me the Colts to win this game. I'll probably take the Colts' money line here in about 20 minutes, and we'll put a, put a little jingle on that. But, uh, yeah, that line looks too fishy. Something's going on there. So, give me the Colts uh, to cover and probably win the game straight up, given it's almost a pick em here. So, uh, well, let, let's move ahead to Sunday, Butter. The Houston Texans on the road. Uh, taking on the Cleveland Browns here. Texans getting three and a half points. The total in this one, 54 and a half. Again, is it, are we going to see good Baker or bad Baker, right? So I think a, a, kind of a question mark as to what team's going to show up for Cleveland. But your thoughts on Texans and Browns on Sunday afternoon, bud? Man, I would lean towards the Browns on this one. Um, I like them to cover uh, cover the points. Uh, I, I expect it to be a close game. Um, I know, uh, I don't think David Johnson. Uh, for the Texans, I don't think he's going to play. I think he's still in concussion protocol. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's going to be a quarterback duel. Um, you know, I mean, Desha- Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's looked for a 2-6 and six team. He's looked good this year. Um, and the two, the two and si- the six games that they've lost, you know, I mean, they've actually been in some of those games. Um, but, I mean, I like the Browns at home. Uh I think Baker Mayfield makes just enough plays to win the ball game. And then plus, you know, I mean, uh, he's got Kareem Hunt. I mean, the, the running game for Cleveland has looked uh, a whole lot better than it has in the past few years. Yeah, well, I like the over in this game, Butter. And again, assuming there's not some sort of crazy windstorm, right? We think back a couple weeks ago whenever the Browns uh, were hosting the Raiders and that the wind was blowing 50 miles an hour and just played havoc in that game. Yeah. Assuming assuming the weather's not a crazy factor here, I, I'm with you. I think the Texans and Deshaun Watson, they've been able to put up points, right? And so that, that's one thing that they've been relatively consistent on uh, despite the uh, the lackluster record of 2-6. and six. But I think it's going to be close. And I like the over here. I think this has got a 35, 31, you know, 34, uh, 30 type of score written all over it and stuff. I think there'll be a lot of points in this one. And so give me the over as my pick in this one. But um, let, let's move on to a NFC South game here, Butter. We talked about the Bucks and that shocking result from Sunday night with them just getting their ass kicked by, by the Saints. But they're favored on the road by six at the Panthers. The total in this one, 50 and a half. Again, Matt Rule's done a pretty good job with the Panthers squad to where, you know, they're they're not quite there yet and they're they're lacking in some talent to, compared to some other squads. But uh, your thoughts on Bucks and Panthers on Sunday afternoon? Uh, this is another one of those games. I, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is – is going to play. In yeah, this I think game. he injured his shoulder. I think yeah, right after yeah. he came back. Which yeah, I mean, sucks. that that yeah. sucks, man. I mean, that makes that offense look so much different whenever he's there. Uh, but um, I like the Buccaneers in this one. I mean, I like I said, I've, I've been high on the Buccaneers all year long. 
uh, they're they're one of my teams to to really uh, exceed and hopefully make the the Super Bowl. Like that's what I picked them to do. Um, last week, I mean, I don't know if they were. I don't really know exactly what happened. I mean, I think uh, give give props to the Saints. They just um, really, really outplayed them on offense and defense. Uh, I think the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, I think they have a bounce-back game this week. And so I'm picking the Buccaneers uh, over the Panthers. Yeah, I think if you're head coach Bruce Arians, you just burn the game film from that Sunday night game yeah. against the Saints and just say, all right, fuck it, boys, we're moving on. Don't worry about that one. Don't Don't even think about it. It's all about the Panthers this week. So, you know, that five-and-a-half, six-point line, you know, I think the it, it's it's perfectly set up for a teaser, right? So, he's like, oh, you take a six-point tease and you get the Bucks down. And I think Vegas is trying to mess with us or something here. But, you know, the Panthers, they've been game. Like, they've been in games even even though their record isn't, you know, they're, what, three-and-four or three-and-five, something like that, I think. They don't have a great record. Three-and-six, I guess. Now, they haven't had a bye week yet. But they've been they've been squirrely, man. And, again, I don't know where the Bucks' heads are at right now. So, I like the Bucks to win the game, but give me the Panthers, right, on the points there. And I like the under. I think this game is going to be kind of an ugly, scrap-it-up defensive struggle here. So I might do a little teaser and go the opposite direction and maybe tease up the Panthers and uh, uh, tease the uh, the under in this game. So, uh, But I, I think it's going to be close. But, uh, again, I think the Bucks find a way to win because the Panthers are still figuring it out. But give me those points. I think it'll be a close game. But I think the game I'm probably most excited about this weekend, Butter, and we talked about the Bills quite a lot. We talked about the cards, too, and recapping the news from this past week. But the Bills on the road Sunday afternoon to take on the Arizona Cardinals. And, again, you talk about quarterbacks. These two young quarterbacks, again, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, just do-it-all types of uh, guys for both of their teams here. But the Bills getting two-and-a-half points here. They're the dog, uh, Arizona favorite in this one. Total 56-and-a-half, so Vegas is expecting some points here. But – you know, Bill's coming off a big win at home against the Seahawks. Cards coming off a disappointing loss mm-hmm. to the Dolphins. So, uh, kind of a trap game for the Bills here. Your, your thoughts on this one, Butter? I mean, I think it is a trap game for the Bills. Um, I like the Cardinals uh, in this matchup. I think they bounce back after their loss last week versus uh, Miami. You know, I mean, I think uh, the Bills, they look really, really solid against the Seahawks. But um, I think this is their week um, – that they're gonna that they're gonna lose. The Cardinals are gonna bounce back. The Bills, um, the Bills are gonna lose. But I mean, I think I'm excited about uh, Josh Allen versus Kyler Murray. I mean, I think you're gonna see two really great quarterbacks uh, have a have a, have a quarterbacks duel on on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you, and I, I like the over in this game. I know it's 56 and a half, and that that's a high line, high total for an NFL game. But I, I think these guys are gonna both be in the 30s when it's all said and done. Kind of like 34, 31. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could could be a similar game script, right, to what the Bills did against the Seahawks this past weekend, 44, 34. But I'm with you. I, I think the Cardinals probably lost a game that they shouldn't have this past weekend, and they've had a couple of those along the way, and then they end up kind of bouncing back and winning a game that maybe maybe they shouldn't have right in the grand scheme of things, even though they're a favorite in this one. But, again, I think that factors into it. I think Vegas is telling us something here. So I, I would have thought that this game would have been closer to a pick em. Uh, where the Bills, you know, would have would have been the better squad, but on the road, you know, obviously you have a, uh, you know, a little bit of a point juice um, situation there. But I like the Cardinals to win this game, and I like the over. I think this is there's going to be a fun game to watch on Sunday afternoon. You're going to have to be somewhere at chalk and have multiple TVs to be watching this and watching the the final round of the Masters too, and flipping back and forth all of these three o'clock games. There's a lot of three p.m. three twenty five games Central Time uh, this weekend. Uh, but uh, but I like the Cardinals in this one as well. Well, I mean, and you said it, it kind of looks weird. I mean, it looks weird to me too because you think of the Bills, um, 
they, they just beat the Seahawks by 10 points. You know, I mean, um, the the line looks fishy to me as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I think Vegas is trying to tell us something here. So they're they're trying to get us to take the bills, but uh, resist or resist that and uh, take the cards in this one, listener. So and uh, put a couple shekels on that one. I think you'll be happy when it's all said and done. So well, staying out west, butter. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams, a big NFC West divisional game here. Again, Seahawks coming off a disappointing loss, right? This is another line that's kind of fishy. They're they're the underdog here. Rams favored at home at SoFi, uh, minus one and a half, so almost a pick them here, but total 54 and a half here. But your thoughts on Seahawks and Rams. Can Russell Wilson and the Hawks bounce back and win on the road in Los Angeles on Sunday, bud? Man, I mean, I think they can. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, I mean, this, this line is really fishy too. I mean, I think the Seahawks bounce back. You know, I mean, uh, after every loss that they've had this year, I mean, they've bounced back. You know, I mean, uh, the Seahawks, they have had no trouble uh, scoring points. Um, you know, I mean, they're averaging 35, 40 points a game. And, I mean, like the whenever they get in a high-scoring matchup, usually they win. They just didn't win last week. You know, I mean, uh, Josh Allen outdueled uh, Russell Wilson. The Rams, I mean – they don't score as many points as the Seahawks, so I mean, I I figure the Seahawks uh, actually win this game, and uh, I, I like the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, I think it all boils down to whether Russell Wilson can eliminate the costly interceptions, right? So he's probably going to throw for three hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns, but can he eliminate those two picks, right? Uh, those costly turnovers, and so you know, again, I think the line's goofy, man. I feel like Vegas is wanting us to take the Seahawks. And so maybe I'm, I may lean towards the Rams here, Butter. So again, I, I don't. I think the Seahawks are the better team, and I know it's on the road. And I know the, the Seahawks are coming off a disappointing loss. And I think the Rams uh, they may be coming off a bye week too, and that may factor into it as well. So, but they're undefeated at home though too. Give me the Rams again. I think this is a this is a line that just seems weird, despite the fact that you know I, I think you know the Seahawks were my pick to to represent the uh, NFC in the Super Bowl this year. So I think the Seahawks are a really good football team, but. That line just doesn't make any sense to me. And so wouldn't shock me if the Seahawks win because I do think they're the better team. But I think the line is uh, telling us to take the Rams in this one. But uh, let's go Sunday night football, Butter. In a big, you know, rewind a, three, a few years ago, this would have been a huge matchup. Uh, Ravens at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots, again, not having the the season that we uh, we typically anticipate from them. Uh, you know, again, they squeaked out a win on Monday night against the, uh, the hapless Jets uh, this past week. But... Ravens getting uh, a Ravens favored in this one, I should say, by seven and a half on the road at New England. The total forty three and a half. This total come way down. This total opened at closer to fifty, butter, and so that that thing's come down nearly seven points since the opening line here. But your thoughts on Ravens and Patriots on Sunday Night Football? Man, I mean, after watching the Patriots struggle with uh, the Jets last week, man, I mean, I like the Ravens in this one. Um, I like the Ravens to cover the points as well. Uh, I think. The Patriots are going to have a tough time stopping Lamar Jackson, and I think the I think the the Patriots are going to have a tough time uh, finding offense because you know I mean uh, they just looked real they've looked really 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 sloppy um, the last uh, couple weeks. You know I mean even, even against uh, the the Bills, which the Patriots had a chance to win that game, and and. Uh, and Cam Newton coughed it up. So, I mean, but give me the Ravens uh, to win this ballgame. Okay, well, I'm going to go opposite of you again here, Butter. Give me the Patriots. I think if that hook stays at seven and a half, uh, I'll take the Patriots. And so, I, I think – I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game. So, I think this has got a 20 to 13, 23 uh, to, to 16 type of feel to it. So, I think somewhere around that line – 
uh, of 43 and maybe slightly under is probably where you need to be. But I think the Patriots find a way to ugly us up. Again, I thought Belichick's comments after that, you know, that presser after the Jets game were, were really kind of interesting. And so is that going to be kind of a rallying point for that Patriots squad to kind of say, hey, look, yeah, we haven't been the team that we wanted to be the first half, but the second half, you know, we can we can still make a run at this thing. So let's get our act together. And so I, I do think they're going to come out and they're going to play hard. And again, it wouldn't shock me if the Ravens win the game because they are certainly the better squad right now. But I think the Patriots are game. I think they they find a way to keep this thing close late into the fourth quarter and probably ugly it up in a low scoring affair. So give me that hook. Um, give me the Patriots plus the seven and a half on Sunday night. So well, Monday night football, butter. An old-school black-and-blue NFC North uh, divisional game here. Vikings at the Bears. Again, two teams that seem to be, over the last month, trending in different directions, right? Mm -hmm. The Vikings seem to be going on an upward trend, figuring some things out, and Dalvin Cook just just tearing teams up right now. The Bears' offense continues to get worse every week, it seems like. So, Vikes favored in this one on the road, minus 2.5 at Chicago. The total, 43.5 on Monday Night Football. So, again, expecting a low-scoring affair but your thoughts on Vikings and Bears on Monday night, Butter? Um, I would lean towards the under, and um, I like the Vikings in this ballgame. I think uh, the Vikings and the Bears, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of like one of those old-school uh, three yards in a cloud of dust um, matches where they run the ball. Where um, I mean, I think Dalvin Cook's going to get his yards. I mean, he's been a great fantasy. Oh, man, the last two or three weeks yes. have been incredible, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be one of those old old three yards in a cloud of dust matches. And, I mean, I think the Vikings make just enough plays to win the ball game. I'm with you. Uh, we're on the same page here. I think the Vikes win a close one here. I, I could see it being, you know, again, 20 to 17, something like that. You know, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. Uh, to where that, The Bears' defense is good, right? So, I don't yes. think there's any question about that. But the offense is just hasn't been able to help them out over the last few weeks. Uh, and so – I'm with you. I think the Vikings are starting to trend in the right direction and wouldn't wouldn't shock me. They might make a run at that maybe seven number seven playoff spot from a wild card standpoint when it's all said and done. So they win this one and the, continue that streak on stay on that roll. Uh, they could find themselves sneaking their way uh, in the back door of the playoffs. So yeah, I, I mean, if the Bears had any sort of offense at all, like where they could score. 24 to 30 points a game. I mean, their defense, like you said, is not bad. Yeah, at they all. don't need to score 40, right? So, yeah, just get get the 24, and, you, and you're you're going to have a chance to win every week with that defense. But you know, let's let's look at you know we're at the halfway point, butter uh, of the uh, the NFL season, right? So you know, take a look at the standings here, and so do, does any team kind of jump out to you that's well, this team's way too high, and they're going to fall off and uh, maybe miss the playoffs? Or is there someone lurking back there in the pack in the AFC and the NFC? You say, hey, look, they don't look so hot right now, but I think this team could make a run and find themselves in the playoffs in another eight weeks, right? So now that we're at the halfway point. But any thoughts on the standings as we find ourselves midway through this NFL season, bud? Well, I mean, I think I picked uh, the Houston Texans really, really high, and I think they come in at 14, which, I mean, they're, they're kind of in tank mode. I mean, they're probably going to win two or three more ball games, and I think that's probably the ceiling for the rest of the year on this. But, you know, you look back, um, you, and I, as I look at the standings, I mean, I like, um, I mean, Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Miami. I mean, I think all three of those teams um, are going to be fighting for the last playoff spot. Um, yeah, all three right there at five and three, right? Yes. So right there in the middle of the pack. Yeah. A, a, a team that um, that could, that I mean, you really can't count them out just yet um, would be somebody like the New England Patriots. 
Yep, three and five, and again they're they're in that NFC East division, and so they're they're going to get to play AFC uh, or AFC. Yeah, I, I apologize, but you know the the Bills are good, right? The Dolphins are probably better than what we thought. Although you know, wouldn't shock me if the Patriots, you know, would would win that game, and then I think they may get to play the Jets one more time. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they played them twice yet, but I'd have to go back and look at the schedule now. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't count the Patriots out just yet. Um, but uh, if they lose on Monday night or Sunday night football to the Ravens, that, you know, three and six might be too much to overcome there. But, you know, what about the NFC, Butter? Does anything jump out to you from the NFC? So right now, Saints, Seahawks, and Packers are all at the top of the standings at six and two, and not, not a big shocker there. Uh, Bucks a half a game behind at six and three. But, you know, you talk about teams that are right there scrunched up in the middle of the pack, and you got the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Bears all at five and three, or the Bears at five and four. But um, any of those teams that jump out to you that maybe can make a run and find themselves in the playoff and maybe even be competitive in the playoffs. The, the Bears are, are at eight right now. I mean, you got to think that they're going to fall. If they, if they cannot figure out their offense. Certainly if gonna, they lose on Monday night. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're going to keep uh, trending downward. Uh, but I like the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings have, have figured something out on offense, and that's to run the ball. Um, <clears throat> you can't really count out the San Francisco 49ers. I mean – I think he's had uh, so many injuries. Though, right? I, I think so, Nick yeah. Mullins has looked better than Jimmy G this year. So um, if they can get him back where he's, if, if they can get him some receivers to throw to, I mean, I think they've got a shot. Um, really? I mean, I think that the, the team that is definitely going to move down um, towards the end of the year has got to be the Philadelphia Eagles um, because the race, and that's what I don't understand. You know I mean? They're, they're the fourth seed right now, but, there's uh, there's going to be four teams, possibly five teams, that end up having a better record than they do and, oh, could, yeah. po- and could possibly mo- miss the playoffs. So. Yeah, and you look at the back half of that Eagles schedule, right, and they have a couple more games against NFC least uh, division opponents there, but their schedule is difficult, man. So if they, you know, if they get to 7-8-1, and one, uh, I think that, you know, go 4-4 four and four down the stretch, that's probably saying a lot, but I think 6-9-1 and one, it's probably more realistic. So maybe they win three more games and they're, they're a couple games under 500. That's a good enough to win the division and host a playoff game. And again, might be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or you know whoever's going to be that five slot, right? So you, it's, again, kind of a weird year, right? So the seven seed's going to play the two, uh, three's going to play the six, and then the four against the five. And so uh, could find themselves against the Bucks or the Cardinals or maybe even the Rams, right? So depending upon how it all shakes out here, but you would think that they're probably going to be a home dog uh, in the playoffs, regardless of who it is. But, but there, there could be a team that has three or four more wins that misses. Absolutely, the yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there'd be a team that goes ten and six and doesn't make it, uh, and that crappy uh, whatever crappy team comes out of the NFC East is going to be hosting the playoff game. But again, uh, it's all cyclical, I guess. But uh, yeah, the, the NFC East is not very good right now. But. Well, Butter, let's make some picks, man. So here, here we go. We're 40 minutes into the pod here. So let's make some Week 10 fantasy picks. And so for our listeners out there, the trend continues, Butter. I, I find a way to beat you on the NFL pick uh, by the narrowest of margins this week. And not, it should be said, neither one of our picks last week were worth a shit. <laughs> we, we both had Tom Brady, who went for two points. Uh, we both had James Conner against the, or the Steelers against the Cowboys. He went for four. He, he was worth four points. Um, and, and so, yeah, our picks were not great by any means, uh, but our, our receiver picks were good. I guess I had Stefan Diggs who went for 21. You had DK Metcalf who went for 24. So we were somewhat saving grace there. Uh, but I, I nip you by one point, 103 to 102. And so kind of continue uh, the winning ways on the NFL pick them. 
whereas you continue to kick my ass on college football pick them uh, each and every week here on the pod. But so I guess I've got honors. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tee us <laughs> off here, right, bud? So QB one, give me Aaron Rodgers uh, of the uh, the Green Bay Packers again. They just continue. Uh, to to put up a lot of points, right? And, and, and they've had some time to kind of get ready uh, to, right? We talked about them playing on Thursday night against the uh, the 49ers. So a couple extra days. They're playing at home against the uh, the 1-7 and seven Jaguars. So a great matchup there. So I'll take Aaron Rodgers to put up a lot of points in that one. And then give me Justin Herbert uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers. I know they're traveling across country to take on the you know, suddenly re- re-energized uh, Miami Dolphins, right? We talked about Tua uh, being 2-0 and in his first two starts. But you know, this this might be that game that the football gods even some things out, right, where maybe the Dolphins have won a couple games here over the last two weeks that they probably shouldn't have. And then the Chargers, bless their hearts, I mean, they just continue to find way to find ways to lose games in the fourth quarter. And so they've definitely lost a couple that they shouldn't have. And so I think the, Schnar- uh, the Chargers may get off the schneid this week, and I think they may win this game straight up. And so I like Justin Herbert to have a, a good game uh, in Miami a- uh, on Sunday afternoon uh, and put up a lot of points in that one. So those are my two quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert of the Chargers. Who do you got, Butter? Well, I like Aaron Rodgers of the Packers as Same well. Same page there, yeah. And then uh, I like Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. And so we talked about Russell Wilson on the road. Taking on the Los the Rams. Angeles Rams, right? So, again, kind of a fishy line there. The Rams are favored. 54 and a half, though. Uh, so, Vegas expecting a lot of points in this one. Again, Russell Wilson, he's about as you know steady uh, of a fantasy uh, quarterback as you can trot out there each and he's every week. Good. <laughs> he's pretty good. So, again, eliminate the mistakes. Um, stop throwing interceptions, and the uh, Seahawks probably win that game. So, But let's go running backs, Butter. So, I, I'm going to go off the board or, or maybe a slightly uh, a little different uh, angle this week, but – Give me Miles Sanders. Is he back this week? Uh, of the of the Eagles, I believe he is. So uh, last last time I, I saw an update. So again, they're playing against the Giants, and so I'm going to roll the dice and assume that he plays uh, in that game Sunday at noon against the divisional rival there. And so again, the Giants defense hasn't been that great, uh, and so I would expect um, the Eagles. Even though they're not any good again, I can't believe I'm picking a player from this game <laughs> to begin with. But uh, <laughs> but I like Miles Sanders in this one, so so I uh, give me him, and then give me Josh Jacobs of the Raiders, right? So they're uh, he he just gets a lot of touches uh, more often than not. So they're hosting the Broncos this week uh, out in Vegas, and again they've been pretty uh, pretty spy, uh, feisty there at home again the uh, the new Allegiant Stadium, but for the Pirate Bowl a couple weeks ago where the Bucks kind of rolled up on them. But uh, give me Josh Jacobs again, maybe catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Getting plenty of rushes, and uh, so probably get a couple touchdowns too. So, but who who are your two running backs this week, Butter? Um, I like Dalvin Cook of the Vikings, and I like Derrick Henry of the Titans. Both of these guys, they workhorses. Yeah, yeah, workhorses. They love to run the ball, and they like to uh, get big plays. So. Okay, yep, the Vikings again on the road at Chicago on Monday night. So you keep picking these players on Monday night, so it always comes down. You always get the last word in the uh, the fantasy <laughs> people. You had um, Cam Newton in the Patriots defense this past week, and so you almost caught me there on Monday night. And, they, again, uh, Derek Henry of the Titans, um, they, uh, they, they're they getting ready to square off here in a few moments, right? So uh, hosting the uh, Colts here on Thursday night. So we'll get to, uh, you'll get the first word in the last word against me this week, Butter. So, uh, But going to wide receiver – I'm going to stay in that that Packers-Jags 
uh, game. And I've picked Devontae Adams a few times, I think three, three two, two times out of the last three weeks. And so let's make it three out of the last four. Uh, but since he's come back from injury, man, he's just been on a, yes, a tear. Yes. And the connection that he has with Aaron Rodgers is uh, uh, pretty incredible for a QB to wide receiver hookup. So give me Devontae Adams as my wide receiver one. And then kind of going again down the board a little bit here. But I like um, give me Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, they they didn't play so hot this past weekend against our Cowboys butter, but they found a way to get the W. Well, they have Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town this week. Again, and I've been super impressed with uh, with Burrow and that young offensive talent, kind of the core that they've got there. And so I think the Bengals will score some points. And so I think the Steelers are going to have to throw it and kind of keep up and kind of win maybe in a shootout in this one. So so give me Chase Claypool of the Steelers as my wide receiver too. But uh, who are your two guys at wide receiver, Butter? I hope Chase Claypool has a really big game because I have him in one of my <laughs> There you leagues. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like uh, DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals, and I like DK Metcalf of the Seahawks. Okay, so those two big games out in the NFC West, uh, right? So we, uh, afternoon games, Cardinals, uh, you expect them to be in a shootout with the Bills and uh, uh, 56 and a half a total there. And yes, so, I yeah, <laughs> I, I think that that's, uh, you know, Hopkins is obviously Kyler Murray's number one target. Uh, and then DK Metcalf, he's been on a tear the last few weeks as well for the Seahawks. And so he's, uh, you know, it, it looked like it may be kind of a battle between him and uh, uh, Lockett mm-hmm. as to who was going to be uh, Russell Wilson's number one target. But I think Metcalf's kind of won out here over the last few weeks and uh, uh, probably be that number one guy moving forward. So I like those picks, Butter. But let's go tight end. And again, I'm going to stay in that crappy uh, Giants-Eagles game, but uh, give me Evan Ingram uh, tied in for the Giants. Again, I think uh, Danny Dimes might um, – he's, he's probably his top target. Uh, wouldn't shock me if he catches a touchdown in the red zone um, against the Eagles on that one. So I like Evan Ingram as my tight end pick. But uh, you're going back to the well, right? Same guy gonna, we had last week, right, Yes, Butter? sir. I'm going to take Noah Fant of the Broncos. Okay. I like it. So the Broncos on the road uh, at the Raiders. And so a couple of really good tight ends there, right? So yes. the Raiders have the Waller kid, uh, Darren Waller. Uh, so a couple of good tight ends on display in that game. But flex position, Butter, I'm going to go a wide receiver here and give me the Houston Texans, Will Fuller. Uh, and again, we talked about that Texans and Browns game. There, there should be a lot of points probably scored in this one. And so I think Will Fuller uh, will be the beneficiary of Deshaun Watson throwing it all around the field against that Browns defense. And so I like Will Fuller as my flex pick this weekend. But who you got? You got you got a guy that I've got, right? Yeah, I've got Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Uh, I think he's going to have a great game this week. But uh, g- going back to your Will Fuller pick, um, I read something here. I guess it was, uh, I guess, last Monday, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, how uh, Deshaun Watson was saying, man, I'm so glad that they didn't trade Will Fuller because I guess uh, they were talking about moving him sometime. Yeah, at the in, deadline, yeah. In, in the was, last couple of weeks, you know, yep. so – that he, I mean, Will Fuller. I mean, he's actually got somebody to throw to. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think that 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 uh, the grateful and thankful Deshaun Watson will certainly be looking for Will Fuller on Sunday afternoon yes. against the against the Browns. So yeah, I'm with you. I saw that quote as well. So I thought that was pretty pretty good. And as a quarterback, you don't want your top uh, wide receiver getting traded because again, he the cupboard uh, would have been pretty bare at that point uh, if the Texans yes. did move Will Fuller. So, uh, but let's talk kickers, butter again. We like uh, kickers are people around here too, and so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Zane Gonzalez, uh, again, hosting the Buffalo Bills. We expect a lot of points to be scored in that one. And so I like Zane Gonzalez at home there in the uh, uh, the Dome. Uh, I assume that it'll be a closed top. I don't know. But uh, uh, for the Cardinals against the Buffalo Bills and what should be a high-scoring affair. But who do you got, Butter? I'm going to take Mason 
Crosby. <laughs> I like it. Uh, man, the guy's been kicking in the NFL for a long time. I can remember him kicking at Colorado, Butter, yes. uh, back in our day when we were in school, man. So, But, uh, again, pretty reliable kicker and pretty good matchup too, right? Again, the, the Packers hosting the Jags. And so you would expect the Pack to put up a lot of points there. And so let's talk defense, though, Butter. And we're both going to stay in the NFC North this week. And so I'm going to go with that Monday night game. So I guess I have a, I have a pick in on the Monday night game too, right? So it'll come down to the, to the last game. But – Give me the Vikings uh, against the Bears. Again, that Bears offense just continues to get worse every week, it seems like. And so I like the Vikings to win that game. Dalvin Cook, they're going to run the ball. They're going to eat up the clock. And so uh, limited touches and limited opportunities for a crappy Bears uh, uh, offense to begin with. Give me the Vikings as my defense. But who's your defense, Butter? I like the Packers against the lowly, lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely. Again, you would expect the Pack to jump out all over them and then probably uh, hold on to a lead from that point. So and I would have took uh, whoever was playing the Jets, but I think uh, <laughs> on a bye this week, right? yeah, week. <laughs> you, you, you had to break the trend, right? So uh, let's go to the next best thing, and that's the uh, one and seven Jaguars on the road at the uh, six and two Pack. And again, uh, probably not a bad pick there. So, well, Butter, you know, I think that just about does it for week ten man and so as always we're going to watch the games this weekend we're getting ready to watch the uh, Colts and Titans uh, as we wrap up the pod here uh, and we're going to see what happens but for our listeners out there butter uh, give us that handle man at Twitter Instagram uh, where, where you at how can we get at you and how can we follow some of your tips uh, for fantasy uh, football this week bud uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or aka the fantasy professional and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N C-U-R-E-N. Fantastic. Well, you guys get out there, follow Butter and all of his uh, tweets about fantasy football, both college and pro uh, NFL fantasy football as well. So the fantasy professional himself. And so, uh, well, Butter, as always, man, I appreciate you being in studio with me, and I look forward to doing it again next week. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, gang, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros or on instagram at fantasy sports pros and remember that's pros with an e p-r-o-s-e enjoy the games this weekend everybody we'll talk to you next week take care